Hello friends, it's Mirko, thank you for coming back. What we'll do right now is talk about recent events and news from the stock market and crypto market. While I do encourage you to stay with me for the whole episode, please feel free to skip ahead using the chapters in the description. We'll start with the stock market. Let's start with the Robinhood IPO. This Thursday, 29 July, Robinhood was officially listed on Nasdaq. It was valued at 32 billion US dollars and sold its shares at 38 US dollars per share. According to an article posted by the Financial Times, Robinhood's IPO was among the top three worst IPOs from companies that raised at least 2 billion dollars. Indeed, the stock opened at 38 US dollars per share and fell 8.4% below its price during the first trading session. At market close on Friday, it was rounding almost $35, which still is below its opening price. What is the main issue? Well, what investors are seeing with Robinhood is that most of its revenue comes from transactions such as payments for order flow, which are highly controversial. And yes, Robinhood reported on its prospectus, which is the document they present to the SEC before its IPO, that 75% of its total revenue came from payment for order flow during 2020, and that up until 31 March of this year, it represented 81% of that total revenue. Said in short, this means that most of Robinhood's eggs may be put in a single basket. And investors who do their own research do not tend to like these kind of deals. This is even worse as payment for order flow could face a regulatory scrutiny in the near to mid-term future. Briefly explained by an article in Fortune, payment for order flow is a practice of brokerages such as Robinhood or Charles Schwab of accepting money in exchange for client trade orders. While they do tend to receive fractions of cents Every one of them counts and adds up. This is what allows them to have zero commission trades. The controversy relies on the fact that, as some critics say, makers are incentivized to keep the spread as wide as possible, and in so doing, clients or users of broker apps receive the best legal price, but not the best possible price for the stock. People in favor argue that even when users pay a little bit more due to spreads, this is not disadvantageous for them when they invest for the long term. So, what do you think? Did you invest in Robinhood's IPO? If not, would you invest in the future? Please do let me know. Now, onto the next section. Nicola's founder, Trevor Milton, has been indicted. Just to give you a little bit of context, Nicola is a zero-electric car maker company that overpromised and went a little step further in the area of under-delivering. If having the name of the person considered by many as the greatest inventor of all times, Nikola Tesla, and if having the name being similar to a competitor like Tesla wasn't enough, now Nikola's founder Trevor Milton was charged by a federal grand jury on three counts of criminal fraud for lying on nearly all aspects of its business. And they didn't say lying in some aspects or lying a little bit, they said lying on 
all aspects of the business. Now, let's see what's also happening. The U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York has charged him with two counts of securities fraud and one count of wire fraud. These securities fraud counts carry maximum penalties of 20 and 25 years in prison, and the wire fraud count carries a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. Now, I'll explain a little bit further, but if you don't want to hear the nerdy stuff, just know that Milton is up for a very tough one. Now, onto the nerdy stuff. They are charging Milton for specific issues regarding Nikola as a business and their products. Firstly, Nikola One. If you didn't know, Nikola One were supposed to be Nikola's zero-emission trucks. They say that Milton had claimed that Nikola One fully functions and works, which is really incredible. And in fact, what happened is that Nikola One prototype was never completed or let alone tested and validated. Not only this, but when they filmed their promotional video for Nikola One, the trunk that they used was towed to the top of a hill and then they made it release the brakes of the truck, making it appear as if it worked, which it didn't. If you want to watch this, you'll find the link to a video of this in the description. The second issue they are charging him for is for Nicholas the Badger. Nicholas the Badger was, in theory, Nicholas' very own version of Ford's F-150 pickup truck. They state that Milton allegedly, in a repetitive and false manner, stated that they were building their trucks from the ground up, while in truth, they were using parts of the F-150 to construct their own prototypes, information Nicola allegedly withheld from the public. The third issue they are investigating is Nicola's alleged lack of hydrogen production business. They say that Nicola repetitively claimed to be producing very cheap hydrogen, which seemed very attractive to investors. The alleged truth was, as the Attorney General says, that they never even obtained the permit necessary to produce hydrogen, and that indeed, Nicola never even produced a single pound of it. And finally, they claim that Milton voluntarily claimed that Nicola had intellectual property rights over its semi-truck lines, while not having any success in developing technology internally. As was stated in an article published by MarketWatch, the main reason why they are investigating might really be because the statements made by Milton would have been done to knowingly mislead retail investors who do not have prior experience in the stock market. So, do you invest in Nicola? What do you think that will happen to Milton? Please do let me know. Now, onto the next section. Palantir is reporting earnings on 12 August, and this one is a truly fast one, as I said. It will report its Q2 earnings on 12 August at 8 a.m. Eastern. Now, what would be bullish signs for me on these earnings? First, for them to show that they have reduced their operating expenses, including sales and marketing expenses, which have been the ones that raised the most eyebrows in Q1. And two, to show that their clients have grown and that they are successfully expanding to the commercial sphere. And that's it. What do you think that will happen for Palantir in this Q2 reporting? Please let me know. Now onto the crypto market. The first crypto market news is that Bitcoin has finally surpassed the 41k mark and maintained it for more than 24 hours. Just to remind you, 
Bitcoin reached its all-time high in April, up to almost $65,000, and from there on, it all went downhill. It even went below the $30,000 mark on 20 July. But as of the recording of this episode, Bitcoin is at approximately 41k. Even the fear and greed index, which measures Bitcoin buyer sentiment, is now at greed, which means that people are accumulating. What do you think is next for Bitcoin? 50k or 30k? Do let me know. Now onto the next news. On this past Friday, 30 July, Ethereum celebrated its sixth anniversary. Let's all Ether holders celebrate because this might be a very special birthday. Ether 2.0 will hopefully replace Ether 1.0 sooner rather than later, so this might be the very last time we see Ether as it is. As of the recording of this episode, Ether is at the 2.5k USD mark. When do you think Ether 2.0 will be released? Please let me know. On to the next news. I don't know if you are familiar with this one, but on 22 July, Amazon posted a job requirement for a digital currency and blockchain product lead. From this on, all kind of news and rumors appeared that Amazon wants to accept Bitcoin purportedly communicated by a supposed Amazon insider who said that this order was coming from Bezos himself. This was a statement from the supposed insider, as was reported in CTAM, and I quote, This isn't just going through the motions to set up cryptocurrency payment solutions at some point in the future. This is a full-on, well-discussed, integral part of the future mechanism of how Amazon will work. It begins with Bitcoin. This is the key first stage of this crypto project, and the directive came from the very top, Jeff Bezos himself. The rumor became so strong that the market rallied and Amazon had to debunk everything, saying that no, even though they are interested in the crypto space, they have no plans whatsoever to accept cryptocurrencies as payment. Why do you think Amazon is looking for a blockchain lead? Do let me know. If you stayed until here, I thank you very much. If you liked this type of content, please feel free to share it with someone you think would also like it. And see you on the next one.